0: Hello, everyone. My name is Shalena Cox, and I have known Tessa since we were um, 14 or 15. We met in high school, um, and her and I have went through a lot together Um, when we were teenagers and into our young adult years, um, and then we took some time where we weren't in each other's lives for many years, and just in the last few years, we've kind of reconnected. And um, it's just neat to see um, where we've both come from and where we are. We both got married and had kids and it's just been neat to really reconnect with her and challenge each other. And, um, so yeah, this morning Tessa was talking about forgiveness, forgiving your spouse. And such an important topic because it is hard to forgive the person closest to us. Um, and I just wanted to share our testimony on God's redemption and forgiveness in our marriage. And I am going to be very vulnerable. Um, I am an open book. Um, I just love sharing on what Christ did in our lives. I have come from many addictions and a lot of self-destructive behavioral patterns. Um, So I just get really excited to share my journey with Jesus and what he's done in and through our marriage. Um, And I can share our testimony without shame or condemnation because in the Bible, in Romans 1.8, it says... um, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. What a beautiful verse. Um, so it's a, I'm just gonna jump right into it. Uh, so just a little bit about myself. I grew up in a Christian family. I accepted Christ into my heart when I was seven, and I always knew I longed to live for Jesus and I loved him very much. But of course, um, families are always messy, and my parents had their issues. And when we moved to Yorkton, um, I was just fresh going into grade nine, Um, I'd moved away from all my friends. Um, I was in a very vulnerable state, very depressed. And so, and I had a lot of shame from childhood, just things I saw and did. And um, so yeah, I entered into high school and then I tried smoking weed for the first time and that actually took my shame away and it numbed it. So I opened that door to keep smoking weed and then I started drinking and then all through high school we did that and then um, in the after we graduated I got into hard drugs and just bad sex addictions and um, just really bad crap going up in my my mind. Um, so anyways I met my husband in 2012 and I had just moved well I was in High River since I graduated but so I was in high River and we'd met through a mutual friend at a party and I was homeless at the time and Colton, he was super kind to me. Um, I was not used to that. I just come from a really terrible relationship and he, um, it scared me how kind he was to me because I was used to being used as a doormat and just kind of an object for men. Um, So when we started dating, we partied a lot and then the summer of the flood, so 2013, High River had a really big flood, I'm sure most of you have heard about that. If not, that's fine. but i relapsed really bad back into hard drugs like colton he got me healthy he had got me into the gym we were drinking still but i had and i was smoking weed still but the hard drugs i'd stopped doing um and he just really took care of me and he let me live with him and um, i was working i had two steady jobs um and yeah life was good ish um and then yeah the summer of the flood i had gotten really bad into drugs again and by the end of the summer I'd hit rock bottom and I wanted Jesus I was like no this is not the life I want I know I want to live for the Lord my heart has always longed for Jesus since I was a child so I hit my knees and I asked the Lord to take away all of my um, physical addictions Um, sex drugs drinking and smoking and so like the Lord was so kind in his mercy and took away all those addictions and so I went to Colton and I said, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not doing, I'm not having sex anymore. I'm not doing drugs anymore. And I told him that I'd relapse and I was like, I need help. Like, I want Jesus. And he was just like, stunned, like, who is this chick and who is Jesus? Like, um, so we journeyed through that. He started coming to church with me and like, I grew up in High River. So I had a really solid church and, um, just knew a lot of people and they've always stood with me. Um, so I started bringing him and he started meeting with our pastor and then I was just really convicted and I was like, I, I want to get married. I can't just date to date anymore. Um, I can't marry an unbeliever. I can't be unequally, unequally yoked. That was my conviction. And so I had broken up with Colton and through that he kept searching and seeking like who this Jesus was and he believed and he became a believer. Our pastor led him to Christ and it was really beautiful. And a lot of people will say, oh, he just came to Christ for you. But no, it was actually a genuine conversion and it was really beautiful. Um, and so shortly after that, I got baptized. And a baptism is um, a public declaration of wanting to live your life for Jesus. So there's conversion when you accept Jesus into your heart. And then you move into baptism and it's like the declaration to... Um, your community that you want to live for Christ and so I did that but subconsciously in my mind I thought baptism would take away all my shame and all my um, PTSD and just things that I faced like I wouldn't have to deal with that stuff anymore like it wouldn't creep into my mind it would just be washed away and um, so I got baptized not knowing that I was thinking that but subconsciously I was later on I kind of realized that that's what I was thinking um and so then we got married and colton and i both we lived on both sides of the fence um, we tried to live in the world um, and tried to live for jesus and it just doesn't work you either do one or the other um so then as the lord he was just pursuing us and he allowed circumstances to continue to press in um colton well now i'm talking about all this thing that i thought would um, be washed away into our marriage it started to creep back and so I started smoking weed again and having a drink here and there just to try and numb those memories and Colton didn't know a lot of my past um so I was just trying to keep them at bay inside my mind um and Colton he had a really bad pornography addiction which I didn't know about till later and um, he became very verbally abusive to me So that drove my self-worth and every lie I ever believed about myself that I'm just an object for men. Um, Yeah, every lie that I've ever believed came to the forefront of my mind. So I started to like panic. And so we stopped going to church. We stopped. We just kind of immersed ourselves into the world again. And I started um, just drinking really heavily um, morning till night It was it was messy and smoking weed all the time and um, I stayed away from the hard drugs for the meantime But now we're in 2016 so it was April and I remember it so clearly because um, It was like 30 degrees outside it was so hot and so we were at the river all the time partying I was just with my friends. I barely ever saw Colton Um, We were just living like roommates at the time and um one of his friends could see something was going on between him and i so he became my listening ear and um so i started to have an emotional affair because he was becoming prince charming he was saying all the things that i wanted to hear that like tessa said the grass is always greener on the other side um well it looks that way and then after about a month of just checking out partying all the time colton started to really wrestle and he really wanted to get back into church and So he started doing that but i was still really angry with him for the way he was speaking to me and treating me um and then in may of 2016 that's when the emotional affair turned physical and after it turned physical i i was so angry with myself because i became a person i never ever thought i'd become and um i was in calgary after it happened i left my friend's house and i was beside myself I was walking down the Calgary street by myself, like just in torment of like, oh my goodness, what have I done? And um, I remember like basically taking the devil's hand and saying, okay, I accept the darkness. Like I'm walking, I can never tell anybody about this. Um, I can't I can't face a single person. I'm just gonna leave Colton and start a new life. So um, shortly after that, I wrote Colton a letter and I basically blamed our whole marriage on him and I loved him. And in that moment, Colton, he hit his knees and just began crying out to the Lord. And he told me that in that moment, it was so amazing, like Christ just was there with him. And he showed him in like flashcard mode of like our whole marriage and the way Colton treated me, his pornography addiction, um, the man he was and Colton just laid it all down and he said, change me, Lord. And Colton, like the Lord took his heart out and gave him a new heart, took away his addictions. Like the Lord's mercy was so gracious on him. And so then Colton calls me after that and he like, this is what happened. This is what the Lord did. And, um, I was so ashamed and couldn't even fathom, what he was saying to me because i was in such a dark place i wasn't eating i was just doing drugs and smoking and drinking um and i just basically told him i didn't believe him and after that like colton went to our pastor and everybody in our church and everybody was praying for me and i could feel those prayers but because of the shame i had over the decision i made i couldn't even like fathom i was fighting them so hard to bend my knee to the lord and i was staying at my girlfriend's parents place And it was one day after work. It was actually no wait. It was a Sunday night and I was cleaning a building um, and I called my mom and I was just bawling to her. She had no idea that I'd left Holton. She had no idea anything was going on. And I just told her and all she said to me was Shalena, remember Jesus loves you. And I just wept because I couldn't even tell her what I'd done. I was just, I, I was in disbelief that the God of this universe could love me. Like I was such an awful sinner. And, um, so I just like wept. I got off the phone. The next day I went to work. I ended up getting off early and I was at my friend's parents' place and um, I was alone and they lived out in the country and it was just so beautiful and I just got on my knees and I began screaming at God and I said, you need to fix this or I want to die. It's either Jesus or death and in that moment I felt Christ Christ like there with me his presence was so tangible it was so peaceful and I just heard him audibly say it's gonna be okay and I just wept and after that like I wasn't sleeping or eating um the Lord put me in a deep sleep for 14 hours like I woke up 14 hours later and it was like scales had fallen off my eyes like everything around me was so bright and beautiful and I was I was a changed person and I was like whoa and I just knew in my heart everything was gonna be okay and after that I went to Colton shortly after when I walked into the house he was in he was glowing with Jesus and I was like kind of ashamed to look at him because I still hadn't told anybody what I'd done and um yeah when I walked in he had this bouquet of flowers the replica of the bouquet of flowers I walked down the aisle with on our wedding day and he had a love letter and our wedding photo it was so beautiful um, and I just like cried and sat him down and told him what I did and he asked for my wedding ring back and I was like Oh, no, like this is it He's just gonna throw it at me and tell me to get out but God's grace was poured out through Colton and he got down on one knee and he Proposed to me asking if we could start our marriage over with Christ in the center. I was just weeping I was like Colton. How can you love me? And you just said Shalini. You're not hard to love and that moment, we both just surrendered 100% to the Lord. And, um, But I didn't tell Colton a lot of things from just like childhood and um, just things I've done, and things that happened to me. And so he's like, you just need to tell me everything. So we started our journey and I just started telling him everything. And every time I had to tell him something new, that a secret I kept from him or just things that happened, he'd have to go into another room and pray. And he'd come back and be like, I forgive you. And then that would constantly happen. And he just kept forgiving me. And I forgave him for the way he, um, spoke to me and treated with me. Like the Lord just redeemed us so beautifully. Um, yeah, it was, is beautiful. And in that moment we asked the Lord to take all of our addictions away. And again, his grace was poured out on us and, um, are like, I guess the addictions that you could see outwardly, um he kind of left the like the sexual mindsets and different thought patterns that we had to fight through with scripture that's the only way those are healed um he can obviously God is God and he can do whatever he wants but he was training Colton and I how to stand on truth and fight the lies that we believe inside our heads i had deep rooted lies of of not loving myself hating myself not thinking i had any self worth and um scripture was the only way to combat those lies um so then after that um, a good friend of mine, she had this ministry called Real Life Ministries, and she um, took women in to teach them how to fight in this way and find true healing in Jesus. Um, it was beautiful. I went on a long journey of that, like getting intense counseling. Colt and I went to marriage counseling um, to work through everything that happened to us and the forgiveness aspect of everything. Um, it, was, it was truly beautiful, and it was only Christ that um, did that work. And, um, yeah, the Holy Spirit continues to teach us to think about what we're thinking about and to be careful what we watch and what we allow into our minds. Um, in John 10, 10, it says the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that I may have life and have it abundantly. We don't have to live, um, just a mediocre life with constantly believing the lies, um, we can stand on the truth and learn who we are in christ when we bend our knee to him and he can redeem all things and change your mindsets um he's so kind god he sent his son to earth to live a life of um to know what it's like to be rejected to know what it's like to be spit on and then he went and he was completely whipped and abused and um hung on a cross like if If you guys need to see this to watch The Passion of the Christ from Mel Gibson, that is such a good movie. And it shows you like, it it doesn't even show the in-depth of what happened to Christ, but it is, whoa, it's pretty crazy. Um, um, That he would do that for us so that we have forgiveness in Christ. And he was hung on the cross. And then three days later, he was raised to new life. And when we bend our knee, it's like we go down um, into the grave with him and we're raised up to new life. We're a brand new person. He gives us a new heart when we accept Christ into our hearts. Like, it's so beautiful that the God of this universe would care so much about us to send his one and only son to die a sacrificial death for us. Like the difference about Christianity is that, um, every other religion out there is all about works. So you have to work your way into heaven where Christ came to die for us that it's not about works it's about faith in jesus is how we're in heaven and no we don't just accept christ and live how we please that means jesus came for nothing he came so that we may have life abundantly in him um yeah, so I get really passionate about Jesus. Like, it's just such exciting, amazing news. They call it the good news, but it's like the most exciting news in the world. <laughs> um, it's now been over six years since Colton and I bent our knee to the Lord. Um, we've found complete freedom in Christ. Yeah, it's it's been an amazing, amazing journey. Um, just because we've done that doesn't mean that life is all roses and hard. No, in the Bible, it says that when we follow Christ, trials will come, but it drives us deeper into the heart of Christ. Colton, every time we hit a new trial, he grabs my hand and he says, we welcome this trial because it will dive us deeper into Christ's heart. We have faced miscarriages. We have faced death. We have faced marital issues. But now instead of running to the world and running to um, substances, we run to Jesus. And he um, continues to walk us through everything we face. And it's been a most incredible journey, like the forgiveness of Um, yeah, constantly like being humble before each other and submitting to one another and yeah, just allowing Christ to work through us, but you have to be humble enough. Pride gets in the way. And especially if your spouse comes to you and says, you hurt me in this way, our pride as Tessa calls it, ego gets in the way and we get defensive. We need to lay our defenses down and say, okay, Lord, Colton sees this in me. I don't see it in me. Change me or, um, yeah change me, God. And there's been many circumstances where I actually pray, Lord, change Colton or change my heart in the way I see the circumstances. Because we all see things through different lenses. And sometimes if Colton says something in some way, I... Um, I yeah hear it differently and it hurts me but then I'll go to him and be like okay the way you said it hurt me he'd be like oh I didn't mean it like that at all and he'll say it in a different way I'm like oh okay like we just have to get really humble with one another and stop building up or sweeping under the carpet and then one day allowing everything to explode um it's daily submission to one another and walking in forgiveness and humility um yeah. In second Corinthians five 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I just love that verse that goes back to what I was saying when, um, when I was sharing the gospel there. Um, uh, when we accept Christ into our heart, we are a brand new creation and it does take work. Um, but I know we would just wish the Lord would just take everything away and we wouldn't have to deal with stuff, but then we don't see our need for Christ. Um, in Galatians two twenty, it says my Old self has been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So I, so in this earthly body, by trusting in the Son of God, who loved and gave himself for me. Galatians 5, 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. And as we walk this journey with the Lord and we go through deep waters in Isaiah 43, two, it says, when we go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And in Joshua 1:9, for I, the Lord, your God will go wherever you go. These are such beautiful promises of the Lord that no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, um, He he's with us. And, If you're facing unforgiveness in your marriage or within yourself, I know Tessa would love to chat or I would love to chat. Um, I have lots of um, cards that I could send out in a picture form of just scripture verses to help combat the lies that you believe about yourself. Um, Yeah, thanks for hearing the story of redemption and forgiveness. Um, Colton and I are so grateful for what the Lord has done and I just pray I'm praying for you all um thanks Tessa, for letting me share um, yeah, have a great have a great day, everyone.